Okay, we are live. Welcome back to another episode. This is Talking Balls, episode 15. I'm your host, Connor Archer, and we got a good show for you guys. Uh, we got a little story time here in the middle, and uh, we're going to go over NFL Week 15, okay? Before we do any of that, before we do any of that, there's something that needs to be said, okay? What do you got? Y'all need to like and subscribe to YouTube channel, okay? There's a button somewhere. I think it's over there near Derek. Hit that shit, okay? We're at episode 15. If you're watching this, that means one thing and one thing only. You like the show. And if you like the show, why don't you like the videos? Why aren't you subscribed to the channel? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. It's like being a fan of a sports team, but not even owning a mere hat to rep the club, okay? If you like TB, like, subscribe. It's really not that hard. I'm not asking for a lot. Love you very much. Thank you. Simple science. Deej, uh, as, you, as you can tell, we're, we're in a different sack here, okay? This That's is not the normal different. sack. This is yeah. not the normal sack. Uh, mm. I, I, a little claustrophobic. I got a, I got a three by two here I'm sitting in, all right? Uh, I'm basically in the janitor's closet this week for TV. Okay. Uh, that, that's the kind of dedication I have for you. And what for time are you? Viewers. It is 11 at night. Okay, okay. this is TV at night right now, cool. all right? A little TV right. after hours. A little after hours, so uh, viewer discretion is advised, all sure. right? Just cranked out a 10-hour workday, and we're here, okay? I show up to the sack only to find out that the sack is locked. Now, I don't know who decided to put a chastity belt on my sack. Not on my sack. I, we had a debacle yesterday. Okay, by the way, it's Wednesday tonight. We were supposed to record on Tuesday. Had AirPod issues, okay? Your power. my AirPods. Dude, the AirPods were giving me agita. There's that word again. They would not connect to the to the computer. They would not connect to anything I had going. I, it was unbelievable. You sounded gave, gave him a few love taps on the desk, okay? And uh, look at him. We're back, baby. We're back. So I had to make do with what I got, and I had to put this show on by any means necessary this week, okay? So let's get right into it. Please. Week 15, okay? Please. First things first, congratulations to everybody who made it. All right. It is week one of the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, added an extra week in for us because the NFL did the same thing during the regular season. This is why you draft in September and August. OK, and this is why you go through the ups and downs of the season. It's for the playoffs. It's to win the pot at the end. All right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many leagues you're in. All you got to do is usually win one. You come up green on the whole thing. OK, if you're in the playoffs, congratulations. My or allow me to toot my own horn. Toot, that toot. is, yep. Allow me to toot my toot. Okay. Toot. Two teams. Two teams of mine made the playoffs. One of which How started many? two. Oh no, two out, got, of two out of four. Okay. So fifty percent clip. Not bad. Anyway, hear me out. The two that made it. First one was zero and four to begin the year. Second one was one and three. Now, the one that was zero and four wound up being seven and seven making the playoffs. Okay. The one that was one and three wound up being eight and six. Hey. Okay. So I would like to shout myself out for scratching and clawing in those two weeks. Um, I made it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't sleep. All right. It has been the ugliest fantasy year I can remember since eighth grade when I drafted every single giants player. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. 
but uh, I'm here, okay? And don't sleep on my my team of rookie receivers, okay? Because we'll take you out. Us and Trevor Lawrence, we're coming <laughs> for the chip. Okay. Um, do you have anything for the people in the fantasy football playoffs? I know you're not really used to being in them or whatever, but... Bro, this guy. He loves living in the past just like he ain't <laughs> 26 rings, whatever. What have you done for me lately? Not shit. Anyways, this kid shat on me. Bro, I'm in the playoffs. Like, who cares? This is this is this year, you know. Let's go, I'm baby. Here in the playoffs, two out of four, you as well. Come uh, on. Ready to give a good run. Really like my ball club. Gave him a good little speech last night. Kind of got him on the right, you know. Who's your uh, who's your, who's your who's your best roster? that you feel best about going into the playoffs. Let me hear a little bit of what you got. Oh, brother. In our Florida league, my shit's money. I had Let's guys that I wasn't sure who to start because I had two guys on the bench that could outscore my starters. And that's a good what you want. That's what you want. Well, let me ask the people. Or, no, it was the other. Oh, it's the other. So it's my pit league. But so picked up McKinnon before last week, and he hung a little uh-huh. one spot. That was the best pick of it. Pickup I have had all week, and I'm going to start him over Zeke this week uh, because I already have Tony Pollard, and then I have Kamara in my flex. Like, I just have too many running backs that are just – Yeah. Bro, and I also have Robinson, Washington guy that's also pretty good, but he's going to be on the bench. Uh, but I'm going to keep Zeke on the bench and Hollywood Brown on the bench. I'm going to go with D-Hop and Kamara in my uh, flex. Oh, but no, we might start over Higgins. So we still got a lot of things in the works. That Dude, I uh, here's my one piece of advice to you, to myself, and to I'm everybody else in the fantasy playoffs. Don't give me all where, 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 just hear me out. This is a principle. It's not who to start. Where you drafted a player goes absolutely out the window when you get to the fantasy football playoffs. I don't care if you drafted a guy in the first round or the last round. It is literally who is hot. So if your first rounder, a.k.a. Alvin Kamara, which I have, is Mm -hmm. a dud, I don't care what the projections say. If you don't like it and you think there's someone else with a better floor and more chance of pop ability, you slide that guy in. He'll win you the the week and the matchup because that's what you need right now. You're not we're not in a position to wait on Kamara to do what he's supposed to do. Don't right get cute. Not. Who has been scoring lately? Get him in the lineup. I don't care what ESPN says. I don't care what your advisor says. Get him in the fucking lineup. Put him in. All right. Okay, so we got Thursday night football. We got Niners and Seahawks starting off week 15. Uh, look, line is coming in. See, or Seahawks are underdogs at home of three points. Um Look, it's a division game. We expect division games to be close. All right. The Seahawks, much like the New York football giants, were a feel-good story in the beginning of the league, have kind of stumbled as of late, itching for a win. Geno Smith is still playing okay. Uh, they're hungry for a win. They need a win to stay into the playoff race. So give me Seattle plus three. They've been good to us earlier. I know the Niners are really good, okay, but they don't have Debo. They're on the road. Give me the 12th man with the three points and uh, BOL. Which how do you feel about Mr. Irrelevant? Do you think he could pop off again next week? 100%. Tomorrow? 100%. I'm all in on Brock Purdy, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you could bring him up. Bro, he looks uh, great. He's playing against the GOAT. He'll, here's my prediction on it. I think, I think, yeah, the, <laughs> I think Purdy. Obviously, Jimmy G is not staying in San Fran next year. They wanted him out this year. 
he's going somewhere. I don't know the Jets, the Colts. I don't know some, maybe even the Broncos. Somewhere who needs a quarterback, he's going there, right? Because he's a proven winner. Um, the Giants even are another program that could use him. But the only thing is, Giants are cleaning house too much, I think, to even get him. Anyway, 100%. I think Purdy next year is going to be pressing Lance for that QB one position in San Francisco. Uh, he's he's one over the locker room. He plays with this certain spice if you will and confidence at the same time being the last pick of the draft i do like that kid a lot and he's got all the weapons at his disposal but in this week in this matchup i like the three points with seattle i don't disagree hey but man we got we got we got less than 24 hours we'll find I know, out i know but i do like that spread i think that's a pretty fair spread 100 percent agree 100 percent agree that's not a trap line that's not a trick line that's accurate all right Next game on the docket, we have the Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts, excuse me, visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, look, the Vikings, obviously, if you pay attention to the league, had one of the most whack lines to date last week. They were a 10-win program as three-point underdogs to the Detroit Lions. Obviously, lost the game by 11, so that was – Vegas was accurate in that line. But they're another 10-win program going against a team that's four games under 500 at home no. And you're only you're only laying four points. Like, what the hell is going on, man? I get I get they're not as strong as the record might indicate, but it's a little whack for me. Uh, I I gotta be an idiot. I gotta take the Vikings four points at home. I have to because, dude. I don't know if I'm gonna officially touch it myself, but that's where you're laying. Right, if we I'm leaning. If I had to make a spread call, I have to go Minnesota because they're just due for a bounce back firing all cylinders are kicking the shit out of the opponent win. Uh, but the safe bet here is Minnesota money line. It might be a little girthy. So you might have to put some more money on it, but the play is Minnesota money line. They're not going to lose this fucking game. I like the over. But yeah, I agree. All right. That's fair. Over's not bad. Uh, look, the Colts are going to fight. Okay. I know they're going to fight. They're not a dud program. They're playing for Jeff Saturday, but the Vikings need to take care of business against a, a non-playoff opponent. And I expect them to do it. I'm calling them out right here as my NFC North preseason division winners. Show me what's good. Show the Eagles. Show the rest of the NFC, which, by the way, is still wide open. Besides the Eagles, wide open. Mm -hmm. Show everyone that you're back and they have to take you seriously coming into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Next game. This is a fucking doozy, man. And I am so torqued up for it. I really can't. I can't believe it. Finns, Bills. Okay. Miami, eight and five, coming in as seven point underdogs into Buffalo. Buffalo is 10 and three. All right. Josh Allen, yes, they're really good. They haven't looked like that juggernaut that they were in the beginning of the season. That's fine. Look, we said it long time ago. Teams are going to go like this. You're going up, you're going down. I expected it. I know you expected it. So I'm not shocked to see these good programs, you know, have their trials and tribulations. But the line being seven points, uh, and you just read it to me a couple of days ago, it was seven and a half. I see it here, seven points. Yeah. People are loving the Dolphins already. Yeah. How low will it go, right? Five and a half. It's going to get to five and a half. As soon as it gets to five and a half, take the Billy Boys. Bro, they're going to cover the spread. They're so due for that dub. The Dolphins are great. Good ball club, but I love for this line to go down and then take the Bills. Public will be all over the Dolphins. That's basically, ooh, basically just a fade the public play. I Tua, Tua, seven mind you, Tua is, is he's, on, uh, he's on call for a bounce back, dude. He had one of the worst – he had a similar performance, 
statistically and completion percentage wise to Zach Wilson the week before he got benched in New York. Okay. This man flat out has not played good at all. And what he was doing good balls over the middle. He has not been doing good over the past two weeks. So it's one thing to say that Tua is not playing well, but I think it's a little, it's a little bit more concerning than that. He really is not playing well and he's hindering the entire program because of him not playing well. Uh, And as we saw from years past and even this year when Tua was hurt and not playing, they need him to be playing at that MVP level to be that team that we think, you know, can, can be a force that can take out the chiefs, the bills, even the Bengals, right? Cause the Bengals may not be, you know, that powerhouse in our, in the back of everyone's minds, like the chiefs, but we know that they've been there and done that. The chiefs know that they've been there and done that. I don't think the chiefs want to see them necessarily in the playoffs. So those three teams, Miami's got something to prove. They have to at least put up a good fight against Buffalo and play well. If they can do that and restore some faith in everybody that they are a true contender in the AFC, I think it'll be a win, even though we don't usually play for moral victories in this league. But they need something to get back on track mentally and physically on the football field. Yeah. All right, next game. We got the Lions and the Jets. And this is a really good one. Ride the high. (laughs) Ride the high. Right the high line pride. Are you kidding? What do you got? Go <laughs> ahead. Start us off. What do you got? I just I don't know. I love them. It's easy this, to me. This game is a it's a literal toss-up. It's at a PK right now. Uh-huh. So you pick what you want. Lions mm-hmm. or Jets. Jets are at home. Um obviously Lions are probably the hottest football club in the league, winning six of seven or something like that. Uh they're playing all-time confidence. All right, Jared Goff, he said it himself, and it's true. He might be playing some of the best football of his whole career right now. And he's a, he's a guy who led a team to the Super Bowl. So he's played some good football in his past. I think he's playing the best football of his career right now as well. I got to go Lions. You I mean, it's pretty simple. You have to. You have to. You got to go Lions just because of the fact that they are one of the most potent offenses in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and – we're riding that wave until it breaks us. So give me the Lions as well. Sure. Yep. Oh, and not to mention their stud rookie, Jamison Williams, is back. Only played 15 snaps last week. Inserting him a little bit more. A little, little bit more this week. Okay. His usage getting a little tick. Okay. And that's a dynamic playmaker, an impact playmaker that they're going to have on the offensive side of the ball. All right. Last game before we take a break at the 1 p.m. slate, Derek, if you don't mind, uh, it's going to be the Cowboys at the Jaguars. Uh, Reason we're talking about this game. Yeah, look at that face. Reason we're talking about this game. Cowboys 10 and 3 coming in as four point favorites uh, against the Jaguars program, five and eight in Jacksonville. Now, Trevor Lawrence, another one playing some of the best football of his career. Okay. Going to lead me to a fantasy championship with Jared Goff, mind you, in a two-quarterback league. So those boys, I got them making out at the top of my roster. Um, making out? Well, it's 2022, bro. It's about to be 2023. They can do whatever they want. Fair Tom enough. Brady kisses his kid, dude. We don't say nothing about that. He's still Fair doing enough. that. Come on with it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 300-some yards, two pass TDs, and two out of his past three performances. He's rolling. Jags are rolling. Uh, but they are running into a buzzsaw in Dallas defense. Um, I don't know any betting trends in this game. I wish I did. But being that it's only four points for the Jags, give me all of them. I'll take each point. Yep. 
Okay. What do you got? Yeah. But do you think Dallas should only be favored by four? Doesn't scare you? Um, More so them trying to take you to make you take Dallas. That's exactly what I think. I know. That's exactly what I think because to me, I'm looking at this line. Someone sees Dallas 10 and three minus four points. And anyone who briefly follows the NFL knows that they're, they're a really good team. So they're going to be like, oh, that's easy. One touchdown, this and that. This is a line that I, I may have even taken as a, as a rookie better. Okay. I might've been like Dallas. This is what, this is really easy, but. Vegas is uh, give me a handout. And I'm, I'm here to take it. <laughs> and I'm taking. And I'm taking all four. Next points. thing you know, you can't afford rent. Okay. <laughs> You're in a hard spot. <laughs> for three weeks okay yeah not this week though not this week jacksonville is taking taking, taking me and all four points to the bank to the counter and we're cashing out with it bro is it a jags money line play whoa whoa, whoa. i'll tell you what the texans you took them last week they were plus ten thousand. they good gave God. you a, they gave you a good scare okay you almost got rich off them boys they should right? they should wow Hey, maybe a little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. Smooch it on. Hey, the- there you have it. Okay, it won't be an official play on the card, but it's an official play for y'all at home. Okay? Give it a little sprinkle. Give it a little sprinkle. Give it a little kiss. Okay, guys, next segment. Uh, we're going to take a break from the NFL slate. Cut that in half a little bit. It's story time, ladies and gentlemen. So snuggle up, grab a pillow, grab a blanket. All right, get some popcorn, get some candy, um, and enjoy the story. Because if you had not heard about this one, it's one of the most wild stories that I've ever come across. Uh, it's dealing with the New Mexico State men's basketball team. If you haven't heard, Deej, you heard a little bit about this. Is this correct? I've been sprinkled with information. Okay, saw a headline here or there. Um, would you allow me to take us back to October 15th of 2022? Good times. Paint picture. Okay. So we're back. It's October 15th, a crisp fall day in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And New Mexico University is visiting New Mexico State in a football game. Now, obviously, New Mexico, New Mexico State, a little bit of rivalry. Okay. A little bit of head button, a little bit of, I don't like you. Okay. So long story short, don't know who won the game. Don't really care. There was a fight little bit of an altercation could have been verbal could have been physical the details uh, they're not really neither here nor there in this case because they do matter but there was an altercation okay there was an altercation in the football concourse of the stadium and the player of interest is a new mexico state basketball player his name is mike peak him and a couple other teammates were involved in this altercation at the football stadium okay So this is the initial event that kind of gets the ball rolling with everything, okay? So let's fast forward now, okay? It's November 19th, 2022, and what's going on, okay? New Mexico State is now visiting New Mexico in basketball this time, okay? So Mike Peak and the boys are visiting New Mexico University. I believe they're in Albuquerque. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Mike Peak slid on the tindies, okay, got on the social media as many collegiate Stay athletes off do. Stay he off did it. it, okay. He was thinking with his head down south instead of his head up north. 
and he was talking to some 17 year old girl and long story short one thing leads to another they decide to go meet up okay now they meet up at like 1 or 1 30 in the morning and this is after nothing you stole it from me oh my god nothing dude you got not a one you got curfew at midnight. Coach is he checks them all in. Okay, Peak's tucked in bed. He's tucked in bed. Everybody's tucked in bed. You're all tuckered in with boys. Stay F you, coach. In. I'm out. Peak says I'm out. Okay. And as my colleague Deej just told you guys, <laughs> it is so true. Nothing ever good happens after midnight. Okay. Especially if you're a collegiate athlete. Nothing ever good happens after midnight. So what does this kid do? What's he he goes and meets this girl. Okay, thinking he's going to get a little bit of sexy time, going to get a little bit of play. He gets none of that. Okay, this girl is also friends uh, with a few students and athletes at New Mexico. And those boys find out that that she's in contact with Peak. And they're like, hey, I need you to set him up. Okay, meet him somewhere. And when these when they when he shows up, me and the two boys are going to roll up on him and jump him. Okay, so that's exactly what happened. The girl and Mike Peak meet up, and as soon as they all get together, I don't know if you saw the video, but they get together. The three guys run after Peak. One of them literally slams this dude in the gut with a baseball bat and cripples him in half like this. The other ones come by. The one guy who wind up dying, Brandon Travis, is literally holding a gun right in his face. And to Peak's like credit, this man is just standing there with a gun in his face, didn't even flinch. So that was kind of badass. And then he gets hit with the bat. And then shit starts to pop off, right? Peaks runs away. Shots are fired at him. He gets hit in the leg. He pulls a gat that he's got in the waistband, starts firing back at those dudes, hits the one with the gun, Brandon Travis, winds up killing him right there in the parking lot, right? So now, obviously, this kid just committed murder, all right? Those other boys committed, like, I don't know what they called it, uh, conspiracy to assault or some shit like that. And now this situation is just totally fucked, okay? This kid is out here two, three in the morning, just killed somebody, thinking he's going to get play, and his mind must be going a million, a million miles a minute, okay? I just, dude, I can't, I can't imagine, okay? I can only, the only thing close enough to something like that is when, when we went ding-dong ditching, and as soon as we got to the front door, the motherfucker opened the door as soon as we got up there. One in the same. One in the same. I mean, it's really apples to apples we're comparing here. I don't even know. I don't even know what else. Okay. Let's continue with the story, okay? Because it's going to get great here in a second. Peek, by the way, shot Brandon Travis four times. Once in the scrotum, twice in the chest, and once in the arm. So this man died bullet in balls, okay? Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Brandon Travis. But yes, we're talking about your balls on Talking Balls. We appreciate that. Now, Peak, immediately after this incident, contacted three teammates of the name Isa Muhammad, Marcellus Avery, and Anthony Roy. Okay? Contacted these guys. Um, and there's this mystery car that rolls up to the scene shortly after, which is driven by a female. Uh, it's a yellow Camaro, I believe. And in this yellow Camaro, Peak dumps three items, a cell phone, an iPad, and the gun that he used to kill this kid with. So surveillance video has Peak dumping these items in the back of the trunk, and then the car uh, drives off before the police get there. 
So obviously when the police get there, there's no, there's no weapon. The crime scene has been tampered with. Um, and basically all the evidence that they could need or want is nowhere to be found at the scene. And they're going to have to go looking for it. Right. So the next morning at 9:47 AM, which is actually the same night uh, of November 19th, but around 10 o'clock, the police finally got in contact with the head coach of New Mexico State, Coach Hare. Um, and Coach Hare told the investigators that the team did travel by bus. Uh, so he wasn't aware of whose Camaro was in the video. Um, and at that point, the investigator asked to speak to Avery, Roy, and Muhammad. Coach at that point is like, okay, this is pretty serious. I don't know if I could just hand over my kids like this. Like, I got to talk to the AD because they may need lawyers or something like that. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna need some fucking lawyers. Mm-hmm. I think that would be uh, that would be wise. So, this is the last time that investigators are gonna talk to Coach Hare until the state police have to issue search warrants um, because basically what had happened was they were they were playing New Mexico. And this incident happened and the police were like, hey, guy, you can't really leave yet because they were planning to leave that next day and go back to school. They were like, you can't you can't leave yet because we might have to talk to your your athletes again, like before you just dip after I have a dead body in my parking lot. So coach knows this. And coach and the boys get on the bus, head back to New Mexico State anyway. um, So the the police, they get their search warrants out. And they send a couple of state troopers out and they chase him down on the highway and they finally pull over the bus um, at a rest stop. It's there that the tablet is finally given over to the police, but it is by an assistant coach um, and he doesn't know where the gun is, right? And this assistant coach is separate from another assistant coach whose name is Coach Taylor. And this is the guy who I have a few questions about. First of all, uh, let, let's recap, okay? Because I want to make sure everybody's here with us. Mike Peak gets set up by a woman to have sex. Does not get sex. Gets jumped by three animals, okay? These animals hit him with a baseball bat. They shoot guns at him and they try and jump him physically, okay? Mike Peak, obviously self-defense. After shots had been fired at him initially, fires back, winds up killing someone. Mike Peake dumps all the items into a Camaro, a mystery Camaro. The Camaro drives off. The police say, hey, coach, there was this incident. Don't leave town. Okay, I need to talk to your guys. Coach skips town, says, I don't know where any of the items are. So we're all very confused at this point. Where are the items? What does coach know about the items? And why is he trying to skip town early and basically look like he's running from the police? So assistant coach Taylor was also interviewed by the investigator the following morning on November 19th at 10 a.m. That night, he recalls he had five missed calls from Issa Muhammad, 11 from Roy, and Coach Hare was also calling him nonstop, and he finally got a hold of Coach Taylor via his hotel phone to tell him what was happening. So Taylor tells police the same thing. He doesn't know who drives the Camaro, and he tells police that he will notify them if he knows where the gun and the iPad are located. Oh, he'll let them know. So... So I told you a separate assistant coach other than coach Taylor turned over the iPad at 1:42 PM when they finally tracked down the bus on the highway. Now police are going to meet with coach Taylor again at 3:44 PM in his hotel room. What do they find there? The gun wrapped in a towel 
in his hotel room. Okay. So I'm trying to connect the dots. The gun went from the crime scene in the Camaro. The Camaro, we don't know what happened from the crime scene. How did the gun get to the hotel room? There's some, some rumors. Coach knows that woman driving the Camaro. Coach helped the, helped the kids move the murder weapon from the crime scene, which is tampering. It's all very sticky. Obviously, when you're a coach, these kids are kind of like your sons. So you're trying to protect them at all costs. Right. Um, and it really does look like this kid, Mike Peak, was uh, using self-defense when this happened. But I think these coaches fumbled it. They fumbled the bag, man. Like they got themselves and the whole program and the rest of these athletes in some deep, good. sticky shit. And this is not something to just gloss over. So all the players are suspended. Peak has been suspended since December uh, 5th. The other three players are suspended since December 7th. Um, and, and the weirdest part about all of this, on November 25th and 26th, New Mexico State was playing games, dog, with normal rotation. Right. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So that's pretty much the whole story. We're not at the bottom of it. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, Peak has yet to be charged with any crime. The teen girl is charged with aggravated battery and conspiracy. One of the surviving perpetrators was charged with aggravated battery, tampering with evidence and conspiracy to commit a felony. So here's just a couple of couple of messages from TV to you guys, to any college athletes, anybody listening in general. Number one, DJ already said it. Nothing good ever happens after midnight. Okay. Number two, number two. Always, always, always think twice when it comes to a girl. Okay. Just think twice. Do I really know that chick? Do I really want to meet that chick in this spot? Okay. And is it really even worth it to go meet this chick? Right. You know, sometimes late at night, you're kind of sitting there and, you know, a four or a five becomes a nine or a 10. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe that's what happened to Pete. All right. And now he's, he's looking at a murder charge. So maybe he should have just went to the bathroom grabbed a few magazines, okay, came out of the bathroom with uh, with a clear eyes, full heart, empty balls, okay, and maybe that none of this would have happened, but it did happen, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Any other questions, you can Google and try and go down the rabbit hole by yourself, but I did a lot of digging on this, and I found just about all the information there is to find out there, uh, and I tried to relay it all to you, so Coach Taylor, Coach Hare, we're on to you. Okay. Do come I think you defend yourself? You're welcome to come on to the sack. They are not going to come discuss a legal matter with two jerk offs in the sack. But if they want to, here's your platform. Clear your name right here. Clear it I'm, up. I'm giving you that platform. <laughs> Bro, nuts. Very crazy, man. Very crazy. Absolutely crazy. And it's just not worth it because this guy was a collegiate athlete. And now, you know, he's going to get kicked off the program because even if it was self-defense, no program wants to deal with a player who's sneaking out and getting into this kind of shit. Uh, I do hope he gets a second chance with another program eventually if he does get the boot from New Mexico State. But um, yeah, you just can't be acting like that. If, you know, you're representing a university, you're representing something bigger than yourself. You can't be acting like that, brother. Tough scene you live and you learn all right guys next and final segment 
We're going to close it up with the 4 p.m. slate on Sunday, starting with the New England Patriots and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this game, another pick em game, 4.05 Eastern Standard Time. Patriots coming at 7-6, and six, Las Vegas Raiders, and a heart-wrenching and season-crushing, season-obliterating loss last week. Knocked them out of the playoffs. Um, they're coming in at 5-8. and eight. Don't really have much to play for anymore. For that reason, give me the Pats and Bill Belly against the subpar McDaniels team. Bill Belichick is his daddy um, when it comes to going against players or coaches that come out of his little coaching tree. So Bill Belichick just knows what he's doing. The defense, again, I love the New England defense. Uh, and the Raiders, you know, like I said, got bounced from the playoffs last week. Really just lost the game, you know, that they sh should have should have won just I I really I can't fathom how they lose that game to a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who had just come to the Rams two days prior oh, you're no. supposed to be playing you're supposed to be playing with all of this fire trying to get into the playoffs like and you lay that kind of dud I don't know man I think they're going to lay an even bigger one and, and New England's going to roll right over them I'm the same way but I do like uh Devontae Adams to pop because I need him to pop. <laughs> so he's going to pop. But, uh, I, think I mean, yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably going to get his, but like, I don't know, man, the Raiders, they just seem like a team like, yeah, they were kind of in it, but they were never really in it. And I think that loss last week, you know, guys are going into practice this week and they're like, why the fuck am I doing this, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of over it this season. I think. But so. Devonte, he's going to risk his body. He's ready. He's going to pop. I need it. Yeah, I think I think he's good for a buck twenty, maybe a tote or two. Hang me like next game. Next game, Tennessee Titans seven and six against the Los Angeles Chargers seven and six. Chargers are at home as three point favorites. All right, uh, we've talked before about how we hate Ryan Tannehill. Brandon Staley has crossed that threshold into the hate side. Okay. I like Herbert and I like the players on the Chargers, but Staley makes the whole team just unbearable. Yeah. This game is kind of disgusting to me, but it has a lot of AFC playoff impl implications. And that's why we're talking about it. Um, here's the key to the game. Okay. Can Tennessee force the Chargers to beat them through the run game? Right. Obviously, everybody always tries to establish the run game, but. The Chargers, that's not their strong suit. Their strong suit is spreading you out, using Eckler out of the backfield as a passer, using Everett, using Williams, and using Allen spread the field. If Tennessee can take away the weapons outside and condense the game between the tackles, I really do like Tennessee to win this game. Um, but I think that the Chargers being at home are going to be able to squeak this one out. I don't know if they cover the three points, uh, but I do like the Chargers to win this one at home. Look, this is, this is a team... If you remember, we're in December football now. The Chargers, for whatever reason, bro, they play the best football in December, even though they've missed the playoffs the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. They play great football in December. So mm -hmm. uh, I like Chargers money line. That's the play for me. I'm Tits money line. Oh, clear opposite. I think, yeah, I think it's kind of easy. Why? It's clear that it's too easy. I don't know, bro. Like just basically what you were saying, Staley stinks. I like the Tits. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to wake up. Like, I don't know. It's just so easy to me. Okay. Throwing three-point dogs. They got something to play for, you know? They both have something to play for, though. 
don't know, but being three point dog. Being a dog, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out on me type shit. Yeah. No, no, here we are. Vrabel's teams don't mind that. Yeah, they don't mind that. We're gonna hang All right. Next game, final game on the docket. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we got my team, New York Football Giants, going into Washington, taking on the Washington Commanders. Both teams, seven, five, and one. That one tie came against each other a couple weeks ago. Uh, Washington coming in again, four and a half point favorites against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And look, my team, the Giants, have been severely letting me down, letting all Giants fans down across the country. Like, They're a playoff team, but they are not playing like a playoff team at this point in time, okay? They're a very tough football program. They can run the football, and they can play defense. Um, For whatever reason, the defense has been giving up big plays, chunk plays, and that's been their downfall. (sighs) Man, I hate picking the Giants games because it's so hard for me to pick against them, but they need a win, and I got to go Giants money line. They need they need a win here. So give me Giants money line, take the plus juice, get a little extra money, um, and I'll see you at the fucking register, okay? Because Dabs is gonna have these boys ready. All right, we're not losing to Washington. I refuse to lose to Washington. I hate them. They are such a B program in this league. It is unfathomable. We are not fucking losing. So there you have it. Talking balls, episode fifteen. It's going to be a wrap, okay? Deech, thank you so much, all right? It's 1141 hey, Eastern Time. way past my bedtime. The kid woke me up from bed, and I came nah. in the balls. I was soundly <laughs> asleep. Karch is blowing me up. Were you sound asleep, or what were you actually doing? Tell him what you were actually doing. I was chilling on the couch. Yeah, he was chilling on the couch. Instead, we're talking balls. Well, I was tired, though. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, as I always do. Uh, we'll be back next week. All right. We had a little hiatus. I had to go network in Las Vegas, do some pharmacy things. Okay. Uh, COVID almost got me. Let me tell you, 45 degrees out there. COVID almost got me, had a fever. I didn't, to be, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't say this. I didn't test for COVID. Okay. Probably should have. I diagnosed myself with COVID. I'm already over it. All right. I beat it. Okay. And you guys can beat it too. All right. <laughs> not to get political you don't need a booster you uh-uh. can beat covid okay no mass boosters beat it. okay you don't need it the fear is over yes covid is out here but if i can beat it so can you yeah. anyway wow yeah wow anyway <laughs> we're done here episode 15 is a wrap stay dialed in all right in a couple couple episodes we're going to be talking about the college football playoff that is going to be absolutely bonkers those rankings just came out last week as well we're going to have notes and tips for the fantasy playoffs going forward we're going to digest NFL week 15 give you week 16 and uh don't forget to like and subscribe the video follow us on TikTok follow us on the YouTube and uh on the YouTube not YouTube on, on the YouTube the youtube and before we sign off actually i have to pay my respects uh we lost a legendary college football icon in mike leach this past week um mike leach was most currently known as the head coach of the mississippi state bulldogs also was the head coach at washington state cougars for about eight years from 2012 to 2020 and he also coached uh at texas tech where he also mentored uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who is the current coach of the Arizona Cardinals, but not for long. 
So, look, Leach was preparing for a bowl game. Uh, shout out to him and his programs reaching a bowl game in 19 of 21 seasons that he coached. That is extremely impressive. Um, but he suffered a massive heart attack on Sunday. And the day after on Monday, he passed away. And it's just really sad because uh, he may not have been the healthiest guy, but he also wasn't the oldest. And to see someone, you know, lose their life that quickly, someone who was well, well respected in the sports world, um, well respected in his locker room, his players enjoyed playing for him. A bunch of quotable lines from Mike Leach over the years throughout his interviews and press conferences. So he's going to be a guy that we miss listening to. Um, Mississippi State is going to be lost without that head coach for a few years. Um, and the entire college football world is going to miss Mike Leach. So rest in peace, Mike Leach. And with that, we're going to sign off from the pod this week, and we'll see you back next Tuesday for episode 16. See you later, dirty bastards.